0: Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? I (laughs) don't know how
1: steamy it is, (laughs) but hot, (laughs) yeah.
0: Welcome to Coffee Talks. I'm Soy, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And welcome to another exciting episode of Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show. It's time, it's time. So grab your favorite morning beverage and get ready for Real Talk real topics right now this is where it goes down i want to share with the audience that we have an app yeah we've launched a new app and the app is coffee talk with soy so whether you're with itunes or google play please visit your store and look up by name Download that app and never miss another conversation. How, how great is that? How great is that? Now, let me tell you something. I'm excited about the app. And what I love about the app is it supports don't, text, and drive. Yeah, yeah, we do great things like that on here on the Coffee Talk with Soy show. But, but let me tell you how that works. So when you download the app, there are some icons that are going to come across your screen. One of the icons is voice notes. So if you're listening to the show and you have a comment that you want to share, hit Voice Notes. Immediately a, a speaker will come up, so then you have the opportunity to have the mic. You can leave your comments, and it will come to us right here on the show, and we could either read them or we can play that sound bite. So we want you to be a part. I know you're moving around Saturday mornings and you're running here and running there, but take me with you, and I also will allow you the opportunity to voice your comments. So stay connected. There are a lot of great things going on on the show.
2: Now let me tell
0: you what's going on this morning. This morning our topic is under the rain. Under the rain, under the rain. When I think about being under the rain, I think about being in a place of covenant, a place where there is direction, where there is motivation, where there is support. And in a place like that, you're destined for greatness, right? But what happens when you are under the rain and it's totally the opposite? There is no support. There is no light at the end of the tunnel. We, We sometimes believe. There is no direction. There is no communication. So I have two experts, and I, and, yeah, and I call them experts because they have some great experience in leadership from different capacities that I'd like them to share them with you this morning. Our first guest is a father, a mentor, a professional speaker and corporate coach. He helps people to become better leaders by disseminating pertinent information needed to enhance their personal and professional lives. Wow. He's a member of Toastmasters International, and he served as the Spring Conference Publicity Chair. This man brings lots of energy to everything he says and everything he touches. It gives me a pleasure to have him on the show this morning. Let's welcome to the show Randolph Fine Country. Good morning. How are you?
1: Thanks, Soil, Thank you so much for having me on board.
0: I'm excited. I'm excited about what you are going to share with the audience today. But before we get into that, let me introduce our second speaker, who's a phenomenal woman. She's a senior recruitant for Accountants One and has recruited and qualified talent for as many of the area premier organizations here. She has placed over 10,000 employees and set up hundreds of interviews with managers. She also is with Toastmasters International, where she's, a, she's been a senior leader and still continues to lead, where she's brought the district to being number four in the world. Cindy has quite a bit of experience in leadership capacities as well, and I would love for her to share that with you this morning. Let's also welcome to the show Cindy Cannon, Good morning, lady. How are you?
2: Good morning, Soy. I'm doing terrific. i so excited to be here.
0: Oh, wow. You, you guys sound like you are ready to go. <laughs> fired up and ready to go. Now, what I normally do before the show is I'm normally sipping a hot beverage. And this morning I have some coffee, and, and I kind of, you know, make my own concoction where I put different flavors together. And so I'm enjoying something nice and hot today. What, what are you sipping
2: on?
1: Well, I I want to believe Lady first, so Cindy, go ahead. What are you sipping on?
2: I actually have (laughs) promenade, I can't even say the word, juice in front of me, and hot coffee. All right, all right, all right, Mr. Fine Country.
1: And for me, I'm just having a cold ice beverage, believe it or not, just to get me started and giddy up for the day.
0: Okay, so we're talking about we're talking about being under the rain th- th- this morning, and I know that both of you have had quite a bit of experience being in leadership positions, managing other people under you, managing teams, and and let's talk about some different styles of management re- relatively quickly before we move into being un- under the rain and giving direction. Let's kind of identify different management styles. Cindy, what did what did you have in mind? different management styles that we can share with the audience.
2: Probably one of the toughest managers is a micromanager. Someone that is always standing over you, pointing at you, accusing you, asking you what you did when they see what you did.
0: And and, and being under that kind of management, I guess it would make an employee if, if you, first of all, I think that if you don't recognize it, it's it, it, it can work against you. So sometimes you may not can change your management, the manage, who, the management style of the person who's managing or leading you, but you can definitely recognize it and find a way to be successful despite of it. And that's the angle that we're going to talk about this morning: recognizing that management style and finding a way to be successful, even to, despite that kind of negative or non-productive. Um, management that is before you. So, so Cindy, what, what, what would you say about being under a micromanager, how a person can, can can shine, you know, and rise to the occasion?
2: Well, that's a very good question because once you recognize it, you have to remember that somebody liked that person because they put that person in that position. So you can't just complain about this manager. Basically, it's watching body language and mimicking body language and finding what the person likes, what's, what is it that they like and what is their pain? What is it that they don't like? And you try to stay away from that as much as you can. But once you recognize it, you have to have a plan of action. And if you work out the plan of action, you can make it work.
0: Any suggestions for the plan of action?
2: Well. The, the, the biggest thing to do is to write down a list of the things that maybe bother you and then realistically talk it out with a mentor i think everybody should have a mentor of some sort whether it's somebody within the company or someone out which brings me to the point never talk bad about your manager at work no matter what the circumstances are because that other person can use that material against you at a time when maybe they're getting promoted or something bad happened to them they will pull things out that maybe you've done So what you want to do is the best thing I can suggest is to have a mentor out of work to share the things that are bothering you about that manager and see how reasonable you're being because maybe you just need to grow up a little bit or maybe you could suggest a better way of something being done or just do it and show the success.
0: Great point. Any feedback right off on that?
1: One one of the greatest rules that I live by and philosophy, if you will, it's actually born of by Dale Kennedy who says, "Make the other person save face. Make the other person save face in public." I mean, it is a golden rule, and you would, you can never begin to imagine how that has guided me through life, because you know it's so quick to. Rebuke it's so quick to complain like Cindy had just stated but but when you when you step back you find out that as long as you find those two key things that will guide you and which is and creativity You will keep on smiling even in the midst of your storms because w- when you walk in there being proactive that means you're hoping for the best, but guess what? You're, you're prepared for the worst where you, you have a micromanager and, and you really can't do much. So you, you go ahead and get that mindset in place and say, you know what? Regardless of situation, I am here to stay. And you work with the person and you set the standard. So even when it comes to communication, you're basically telling the person how you effectively want to you know, be communicated to, and things of that nature. And you know, sometimes we really point the fingers on bosses, and oh, I, I, I really don't have guidance or protection. But have we ever sat back to think that the person might not really know much And maybe we are just that guiding angel that's going to come and guide them through their own storms so that way if we start looking at it from that vantage point we become the real leaders that we want to be and then we can continue to smile the second thing is creativity always 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 be prepared for changes you know, it, it's a so funny so You introduced us as Toastmasters, and guess what? We have our for, our fall conference coming up. The theme: the power of change. The power of change. That's what everybody needs to imbibe. Change is inevitable. So now that we know that, when you're coming in into a company for the first time, or you're being micromanaged by a boss that you're like, oh my goodness, what what do I do? Be creative fix it yourself, what would you do? And that's why it's so important to read books, go to conferences, so you could learn from others and hopefully become that better leader that you want to be.
0: Very, very empowerful, very empowerful. So let's, let's give some scenarios. So you, you mentioned that when you're under an example of a micromanager, Candy, you gave some great ideas. Cindy gave some great ideas. I said Cannon. Her last name is Cannon. Miss Cannon. She gave some great ideas by 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 giving um, a a plan of action to to work around that kind of manager. Did any one of you have a scenario that you can share where you were in a difficult position and 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 how you came around? You I, know, have one, I have
1: one. I have one. I have one. I'll let Cindy go first. Cindy, you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay.
2: I will let you go, Mr. Pine Country. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you. I I just recently uh I I had to oversee the spring conference and uh I had shared an idea, a unique idea with you know, with, with with my my bosses and uh I think along the line something got miscommunicated on And when the response came back, I didn't like it because the response didn't come straight to me. It came, it went back to someone and. I was just cc'd on the response you know so it's like the person did not communicate to me directly or again like i said make the other person say face which is the golden rule in public and uh, I i felt slightly disappointed if you will so so what i did was i first of all i stepped back i had to breathe because the real you know being will just want to react immediately but you have to step back breathe kind of, you know, view the situation from a whole lot of angles and then came back and called the person and said, hey, look, this is what happened. This is what transpired. And um, I just didn't understand why it, it happened that way, but I felt slightly, you know, insulted if you will and uh, I mean immediately they apologized and, and they gave uh, a whole lot of reasons why they did what they did and guess what today we were able to pull through we are so good friends and, and, and we moved on and at the end of the day it was all about the people it was all about the project and it became successful so I think those are one of those scenarios that when it comes to dealing with Those kind of situations, you know, you really have to, you know, be on your toes and be be, be proactive at all times. And just, like I said, hope for the best, but you must have to prepare yourself mentally for the worst-case scenario.
2: And actually, Soy, I'd like to add to what Randolph just said. Communication is the entire key, and being aware of the problem is the first step. And if you learn the culture of whatever you're doing, wherever you're working, what is that culture, and get expectations at the very beginning, then you can react. But if you're already in a situation and you've been maybe at the company for a couple of years, a good way to react to something like that that happens is to say, I understand, and mimic the person's actions, and and like Randolph said, step away and go back. And what most managers like is when an employee has suggestions for their own problems. There's nothing worse than an employee complaining all the time but never having a suggestion of how to make the situation better. It doesn't mean that situation that you have is going to be right, but at least the manager sees that you're trying, you want to work this out. So I think being aware of the problem is the first step and the second step, which is most important, and I hope that you do that when you first take a job is learn the company culture true sure. now it, it sounds like
0: the, the those are great ideas, and it sounds like they require or they are leaning more towards relying on effective communication, being aware of the problem, you using communication to resolve the problem It sounds like Randolph, you, you you relied on communication, to communicate, ask questions so you can get the responses you need. But let's, let's talk about when you have to rely on action. We, let, let's, 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 give up a, let's give a scenario where you have to take action. Let's say that you were assigned a project. I'm giving you guys a scenario with the two of you, because Cindy's definitely a lady, and she is such a lady. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank
0: you. She's such a lady. <laughs> she is. I, I I I I love her. She's such a lady. When, I mean, when, when she speaks, and she has this, she does. Have you right now? had you noticed that when she speaks, she rests on one of her legs, and she just she just has this way about her that it's just it, it's her. It's her. You, you, you
1: don't you, you don't want me to get started on Cindy Cannon. I go on this whole tangent that people get really <laughs> bored. Like, oh my God, are you the husband? <laughs>
2: Funny.
0: Uh, okay, so here's the scenario Here's the scenario the, oh, I just Okay, here's the scenario We are we're on a project I've, I've been tasked with a project And I'm working on this project And it's like, okay uh, So here's a project for you I want you to work on this And just report back to me And here it is And I am stunned I don't know who I'm going to work with A team hasn't been set for me to work with I don't know what my resources are. And sometimes we walk out of those meetings feeling confident or, or at least letting our managers or leaders know that we're confident. We walk out, okay, I'll get right on it. I'll do it, I'll do it. And you walk away like, what am I going to do? I, you know, And there's so many other questions that need to be asked. How does a person reasonably plan their next step?
2: Well, I'll be glad to start to answer that question, and then I'll let Randolph finish it. I think that, one, you just do it. You are hired based on the skills that you have, and they have the confidence in you for doing it. And what you'll find with most companies is that most companies, whatever the project is, it usually has been done before, or there's a copy of part of the project. So I suggest that you find the people that are experts in whatever the project is, and Write down all of your questions and go back to the manager. Make time to go back to the manager to communicate, to ask questions, to make sure you know exactly what you're doing. Some people could take a project and go out and left field, and it was nothing to what the manager said because they didn't communicate. But there is nothing wrong with coming back to them to find out what their expectations are and to find out exactly what is it – that you want what is the end result, and then find experts in the field in the company to help you
1: as um, as Cindy just rightly stated two two words just come to mind uh, soil and that's thank you. I want to believe prior to prior to me ha- uh, me given this project, I have a relationship within my company that is key that I have built uh, a rapport within my subordinates and again back to Cindy's idea of having mentors because at the end of the day when you're boxed in with such a project that's exactly what you want to do you want to step back and then you want to kind of view the layout. Is there a structure? Has someone done it before? And then all those people you've been serving coffee to that you felt like it was nothing, uh, the, 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 the subordinate that you, know, you, you have to open the door to when they walk into the office and say good morning to and with a smile, that, that's when you now start ripping your investment. That's your ROI because guess what? It will be so easy to put together a team. Because you can just call them and say, hey, Cindy, guess what? I'm in a fix right now, and I need to build a team to carry out this project. I don't even know where to begin. Can you come on board? Soil, it works all the time. My biggest advice to people is start planting your seeds. Be nice to your subordinates having your mentors respect people because that is your return of investment when you're boxing with such projects and you don't have the team, you don't have the resources, everybody rallies around you at this point of need and you'll be amazed how you pull it through. I mean, they'll be like, wow, Randolph, or wow, Cindy, how did you do that? Oh, I want to thank the team and always bring it back to the people. That's one key fact of a leader. A good, good leader, and you would never—I promise anyone—to try that trait. You would never lack in the company or in an organization. Wow!
0: Great, 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 great stuff! Great stuff. I, I hope that I hope that the listeners are taking notes and they utilize some of these these ideas that the two of you are sharing and come back and post on the page and say how. Based on that, you know, my my manager and I have a better relationship. Or based on that, you know, I, I got recognized finally for a project that I've been doing, you know, for so long. So I'm hoping that it does add value to, to someone in, in their career who's stressed. But real quickly, before we the show ends, I want to throw out something else out there. That's a little more common scenario where the employee says, Well, it's not in my job description to do that. I keep asking to do this, and, you know, I keep getting assigned this project, and Cindy should be doing that. She's the so-and-so. So so it's not in my job description. How should an employee look at that situation, and how should they deal with it?
2: You know, I think, sorry, that's a, a great question. I was going to say that somebody always says, I stay in my lane and I don't get involved, And that's the wrong attitude. I don't care what company you're with. It is your job. You work there. You're paid X amount of hours to be at a company for X amount of time. And during those hours, there are expectations. The more you contribute, the better you're going to grow professionally within the organization but also as a person and as soon as you say that's not my job a red flag goes up a wall goes around you and you no longer are really recognized as a person that's a team player you know one of the things that I thought was interesting when I went back into the workforce because I managed a team of 25 people and then it was my husband and I for eight years. Now I tried to manage my husband but that didn't really work. <laughs> One of the questions on the four interviews I went on was how are you going to do in a team? You haven't been around a team in eight years. And my answer was very simple. I need a team to do what I do. I want to make everybody else look good because that means I will look good, especially being in a commissioned job. So I am willing to be that team player. But that doesn't mean anything until I actually prove myself. So the first time somebody needs help with something, I'm going to be, and I have been in the last two years in my new job. It's not new anymore. I have the best job in the world. I'm going to be there to help others that are starting their career. We have five generations at our company. So imagine having someone that's 23 and someone that's 72 in the same organization. The things that you can learn and grow are amazing. And if you're not part of a team, then it can't work. You have to think about pay it forward with everybody. And if I give to that person that's just starting in their career, they're going to help me when I need help in the future. So you can't st- you can't just say that's not my job. And those that say that's not my job, I guarantee you're miserable, and you probably will end up leaving that job.
0: And then it won't be their job, right? That's right. It's <laughs> everybody else's fault. Awesome. <laughs>
1: it's, it's so it's so funny you brought that up, Sarah, because I mean, it, it, when 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 I hear such things to change my lane and do someone else's job, it it. To add to growth that Cindy had just mentioned, I I would like to do the jackpot sound, and it goes ching-ching, because guess what? That is money in my pocket. How you said? Yes, I'll tell you how. It's job security. It's promotion. It's learning someone else's trade. So at the end of the day, when they look at you, they see you as valuable, that this guy is not only a team player, he is vast in so many things about the organization because you are learning and you are peaking someone else's slack. So if someone calls in and they say, hey, Randolph, could you say an extra hour? Ching, ching. If someone says, oh, Randolph, um, I, 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 the, the manager is running late, can you just do this presentation real quick and then we'll cover it up? Ching, ching. Because at the end of it all, it's about The company. And when the company looks good, guess what? I look good. And they'll say, hey, you know what? If we're laying out 10 people, I know Randolph is number one to step aside that we will never even touch because that guy is golden. So people that have that mentality need to come on board quickly and change it. Because when you see an opportunity that looks difficult or uncomfortable, think about it as growth like Cindy said, but most importantly, it's job security, especially look at the economy right now. I mean, you re- really? You have to get a Ph.D. to get a job secured? I mean, it, it's, 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 it's just absurd. It's insane right now what's going on with the, with the job market. So whatever it takes to stay there and maintain your job, please do it, just like Cindy did. Just pick up the thing and do it. Do that project. Do it right now. Just do it.
2: <laughs>
0: and, and and while you're doing it, I, I would add that while you're doing it, because when, 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 when you, when you mention pick up and do it, sometimes people think that they're doing it, you know, grudgingly. So when, and when you're doing it, think about how this, like, like, like Randolph mentioned, it, it gives you job security and, more importantly, it creates value. It makes you more valuable as an employee, as Cindy said. And, and then there's a lot of skill to be mastered too, so it, it does allow you to be um, to do to develop growth within yourself because you're picking up a new skill set.
1: That is so true. I, I think,
0: yeah, I, I think I think I think we shared some great tidbits for for the listeners. I think you you two are wonderful and, and have done an, an excellent an excellent job. Any any final words, you want to want to put out there to someone who may be distressed about their uh,
2: situation. I think that whoever you are, if there's a problem with where you're working, step back and see what the problem is and and write out what maybe your job description is. Timing's critical, and you want to be able to figure out what they think your expectations are and then figure out if those are your expectations. Maybe you're not in the right environment. It just depends. So you really just need to take a step back and evaluate your situation. Randolph?
1: You see, Cindy Cindy is just so mild and sweet, viewers, but guess what? This is me talking. This is not Cindy Cannon. I will talk to you directly and as direct as I can. If you do not like or love what you do, get out of it right now like you would jump off a burning building. Get out. Get out. It is not for you. You are expected to smile. You are expected to grow. You are expected to be excited, and you become the rec- reflection of an organization or a company so if you can't smile at your job then i expect you to get out and reevaluate yourself and find within you the giant within what makes you think find your talents find yourself and at the end of it all when you do it might not bring you money right now or it might not be that expensive or i mean uh, exorbitant pay but it's something that you're- so I say, you know what, find yourself, find your talent, and do what you love to do.
0: Well, all right, you've you heard it. You've heard it from the horse's mouth. Randolph Fine Country and Cindy Cannon both experienced leaders in their professional careers as well as postmasters. To get more information about them, visit my Facebook page, the fan page, or the show page, visit the website, www.coffeetalkwithsoy.com. Thanks for listening. It's been a great time with you, and I'll see you right here next week on more Hot Topics, Coffee Talk with Soy, where real talk happens every week. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you.
2: Thank you.